डियर लिस्नर्स साईराम वेलकम टू अवर रेडियो सीरीज आफ्टरनून सत्संग दिस इज अ डिस्कशन बिटवीन रेडियो साईज प्रेम एंड अरविंद ऑन डिफरेंट स्पिरिचुअल टॉपिक्स एवरी थर्सडे ऑन एशिया स्ट्रीम ऑफ रेडियो साई ग्लोबल हार्मनी यू कैन एन्जॉय दिस लाइव कॉन्वर्सेशन इट्स फ्रॉम ट्वेल्व थर्टी पी एम टू टू पी एम इंडियन स्टैंडर्ड टाइम टूडेज एपिसोड वॉज फर्स्ट फीचर्ड एज पार्ट ऑफ फर्स्ट डे लाइव ऑन April 18th 2013 Offering humble pranams at Bhagwan's lotus feet This is Prem from Team Radio Sai welcoming all our listeners to the afternoon satsang as always it's wonderful to come together to think reflect and recollect some of these beautiful stories which we always do as part of afternoon satsang and like i had last week i have with me to give me company and to give you all company brother sai prakash of radio sai welcome sai prakash before we go on to the topic that we have decided for today there's something i just recollected okay you know uh, one of those hot summers swami was still in parthi Mm-hmm. he had not gone to kodaikanal or brindavan right and somebody asked swami swami aren't you going to kodaikanal or brindavan then swami said why should i go then they said swami is getting very hot here in mm-hmm. parthi and everybody knows how hot it gets in summer here at parthi and then swami gave a very beautiful answer he said see i am born and brought up here in parthi and for me the heat and cold doesn't matter it's for the convenience of the devotees summer months used to be a very exciting month especially when we were students because even if we were studying in prashantinilam even if we were students of putupati there was something special about swami being in brindavan correct those summer months was something which we used to look forward to of course because of those magical thrai sessions, thrai sessions. we used to sit in swami and i remember you know the first few thrai sessions that i had as a student yes when i first saw swami outside the way swami was gracefully moving around and there was an aura about him there was something special about his presence very true but the same evening when i saw swami in thrai Mm. he looked so much a part of us part you know? of us very true he was so different you know true. there was some kind of a down to earth nature about the way he was talking to all of us exactly so that brings us back to the topic right. of what we are uh, actually planning to discuss today like how we were discussing last thursday we thought we should further discuss about swami's education institution but before we actually get into how this institution and this university is special I think we were just recollecting certain aspects and features of the general educational system right. that has been in place over the centuries. Yeah, actually if you look at even the most primitive form of education system there was no system so to say but there was a kind of a structure even if you look at ancient India there were some things which were considered as education. Correct. The study of the Vedic literature was considered as education. True. Art and music was considered as education but a lot of skills were left out of this system of education you think that's because of the division into brahmanas vaishyas kshatriyas and it was considered only the brahmin class was the education related class but kshatriyas visited uh, learned from right there was this concept of you know certain amount of education is for acquiring some kind of acumen in your skills okay. and then there is education for education sake okay i think the brahmin class was meant for that their role Correct. was to foster education Correct. and to be that repository or that tank which would hold that educational knowledge Correct. and share it over the rest Correct. but even in that system I, there was very little of you know suppose a carpenter would teach his son 
the skills of being a carpenter correct but that was not taught in an education in an institution education. that's true that's right. true it's just a home skill i right. think what you're trying to say is knowledge was different from skill absolutely knowledge was imparted and skill was just passed on from right father to son and this knowledge was kind of you know used as a basic something which you would fall back upon for any kind of skill which you would develop correct Correct. the knowledge was a basic knowledge that's true so the knowledge forms the basis for all the activities right. in your life so that is why as you very rightly pointed out even the kshatriyas used to go to the brahmins to learn correct because the basic knowledge even to rule the country yes. is the same that the brahmin and the vaishya learns classic example of krishna and sudama learning right. in the same gurukulam the same gurukulam and uh, what each one of them talking in the physical sense krishna was the ruler and sudama remained a poor brahmin right you know when you think of this gurukulam system and when you think of the way people from all different classes came together slept on the floor served the guru in aren't you reminded of our own hostel aren't you reminded of system swami has set up here really absolutely because you know if you look at the gurukula system and if we were to say these are the main uh, cornerstones of that whole system correct and you can name a couple of them and you can mm-hmm. count them in your in the fingers of one hand yeah one is the respect for the guru correct. the love for the guru correct okay and that was the basic thing and the other thing was equality very true in the gurukula there is no one who is more special than the other like when we are students we really don't know the background from which different students come right. because swami made it such that everybody wears the same uniform right and there is no scope for ostentation there is no scope for showing that somebody is coming from a wealthy background somebody is coming from a poor background you know there is something that comes to my mind mm-hmm. i had a classmate who joined swami's institution in the undergraduate okay uh, he joined in brindavan and since he knew that i was studying in swami's school as well right he came to me with a very strange question mm-hmm. he said see the term is over and i went to the office mm-hmm. to pay my hostel fees okay and they said no no it's already been paid mm. and that happened in the first semester so he thought possibly his father has again sent money to the office and he left it then again the second semester when it has happened he came and asked me how is this possible i said unless swami is paying for you so then he found out that his father had actually not sent the money okay and in the application form they were from a very low income family background right since he had written the details in the application form swami was paying even his hostel fees <laughs> i mean education is already given free but even that hostel fees that had to be paid he was just moved to tears and he didn't know and i was moved to tears having studied in swami's school from class 1 till 12th at that point in first ug i didn't know that swami was actually paying even the hostel fees for many of the students beautiful and you know another thing which comes to my mind is uh, one of the school teachers once told us after 12th standard there was a boy who was applying for professional course medical or something so he came with the application form to okay. this teacher mm-hmm. and he said sir i have some problem filling this form mm-hmm. there's one question asked here mm-hmm. an answer to which i don't know till today okay it was the question what is your caste oh <laughs> he said till today i've done all my schooling in swami's college I've never been asked this How question. Good. I don't know the answer to this question. How beautiful. And he said, should I write <laughs> humanity? Because Swami says you all belong to the caste of humanity. That's what we believed in. And staying together in the hostel was uh, really amazing. Right. 
and i think you know that was the basis with which swami brought about this educational system and he had a very very clear idea of what he wanted correct and when we call this satsang living with god is true education that yeah. was the true education which swami wanted to give correct very true and i still remember when i became a student of swami the importance you give for the education here mm-hmm. was put in perspective very beautifully by one of my teachers okay he said you have been brought close to swami through this education oh, okay. this education has brought you close to swami mm. pay your respects to the education study well pa beautiful and making it sure that you know you have this drilled into your head swami is the center of your life and all the others you only respect because they have brought you close to swami in fact uh, swami often says how mother yashoda held the butter right. in one hand and hit the stick behind Really, Swami brought this worldly education as butter to attract students, to bring all students into the institute, and he had the stick of Atma Vidya. Right. <laughs> That is tough learning. It's not just like butter. And the passion and the involvement with which Swami would give a discourse and speak to the students, one would wonder whether. at the end of the discourse the whole audience would be transformed and be liberated at one stroke <laughs> i mean that's the involvement which swami would give every discourse and that also was a very important point because all said and done you know whether swami was addressing the school students or the university students or the alumni mm-hmm. swami always addressed the seekers correct and swami always delivered his discourse in that flavor correct there always used to be things which were meant for mundane life correct and we have some recordings of some gems of discourses mm-hmm. you know how much lower can divinity come and swami would tell us how you should dress yeah and i have heard discourses in three sessions where swami has told why your pillow cover has to be clean why you have to cut your nails <laughs> you know that detail mm. and as you said atma vidya was always the one which swami was actually here to give. to give yeah and that is what when we were talking about educational systems mm-hmm. Now if you look at educational systems you have universities of excellence you have institutes of research excellence they are concentrating on one aspect of education that is the science and the technology and history and the facts exactly that which is as swami says accumulation of knowledge correct and swami says that is not education <laughs> that is misunderstood to be all that education Edu- stands for true and we have a lot of institutes like that mm-hmm. and if you talk of art and mm. culture yes. there are universities for that talk about rabindranath tagore's shantini ketan and i think uh, I mean, the kala bharati is yeah, a institute yeah. set up for arts i mean there the environment that he created the ambience that he created and the encouragement it was perfect because uh, i remember one thing which tagore says mm-hmm. he says the children have to be taught in nature okay. and that was one of the reasons why he insisted the classroom should be under trees under the trees and he would say that mm-hmm. we have taken the earth Mm-hmm. from under the students mm. to teach them geography <laughs> <laughs> that's said, beautiful you have to mm. teach them mm. in nature about nature very true i mean you spend hours trying to understand how something happens and you actually see it right. that explains and it sticks in your mind so what you were mentioning just now like there are institutes that cater to academic excellence research and they have very specific goals for their institutes and then on the other hand you have something like shantini ketan you have uh, institutes which foster children with creative right. interests music art dance literature but then if you actually think of it swami has tried to bring these two into one institution right. in the institution that he has set up the other thing i can think of is there are some institutions which lay a lot of emphasis only on discipline okay if you look at the military schools correct the schools established where they believe that all emphasis should be laid only on discipline that's true there are colleges which focus on that too 
hasn't Swami said discipline should come from the source? Right. I mean, and I think that is the basis of mm. inculcating discipline in Swami's system. And as you said, you know, there are cultural universities, there are educational and scientific universities, and there are also universities of spirituality. If you look at some of the very ancient universities in India, correct, like the BHU, mm-hmm. they have certain departments which still study Vedantic philosophy. Correct. There are universities abroad which study the Socrates kind of thinking, correct. the evolution of philosophy. Philosophy, yes, right. But here was Swami wanting to create mm-hmm. an institution mm-hmm. which is wide enough to accommodate everybody, not only accommodate everybody, mm-hmm. to make sure that everybody can accommodate all this. Very beautiful. Swami mm-hmm. did not want to create an institution which would be alien in the current scenario of university system. Correct. We were saying that it's similar to Gurukula. Swami could have said that I'm going to start mm-hmm. a Gurukula system where classrooms will be under trees and boys will be wearing ochre clothes. Mm-hmm. But Swami did not do that. Swami did not want to, if I can say, scare a certain section of the society. That's true. <laughs> How many of us would right. have? But Swami proved it to us that, you know, in the mainstream educational system mm-hmm. you can inculcate all this very beautiful because you know if you think of the teacher staying with the students in the hostel what else it is it is that gurukula system and they are available to you through day and night you can go approach them consult not only in matters regarding the academic subjects but you can also go to them and talk to them and have your approach and your attitude cleared in life. I mean, that's really amazing. Absolutely. And I think Swami made it very, very clear even in that mission statement, what we hold close to us as the mission statement of the university. Okay. Even as I was reading it, mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, so many times you take policies, you buy products without reading the terms and conditions. Especially in softwares, I accept. Right, I accept. <laughs> <laughs> have you read and accepted the agreement? And and now when I read the mission statement, mm-hmm. I feel that maybe if I had read it before coming to Swami's college, okay. I would have had a second thought. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like to just read it out quickly. Mission statement is a very, very powerful statement of Swami. Where Swami says, This institute has not been established just to prepare you for earning degrees. The main purpose is to help you cultivate self-knowledge and self-confidence so that each one of you can learn self-sacrifice and earn self-realization. Teaching you the university curricula, preparing you for the university examinations and awarding you university degrees. These are only means employed for the end, namely spiritual uplift, self-discovery and social service through love and detachment. Our hope is that by your lives, you will be shining examples of spiritual awareness and its beneficial consequences to the individual and the society. Wow. <laughs> so Swami is making it absolutely unambiguous that we have set up a university, we are awarding degrees, we are teaching you science and all the regular streams. Correct. But our focus, our aim is on self I mean, just read the statement. The main purpose is to help you cultivate self-knowledge and self-confidence so that each one of you can learn self-sacrifice and earn self-realization. And Swami would often say that these are like the walls of a mansion. Right. The foundation is self-confidence and the roof is the self-realization. And the last statement also is very beautiful, I feel, you know. Mm-hmm. Our hope is that by your lives, mm-hmm. you will be shining examples of spiritual awareness yeah. and its beneficial consequences. You know, I'm reminded of what one of my teachers used to tell. Mm-hmm. Swami had told them once that, you know, even as I speak to you now, even okay. as I spend time with you, and Swami himself used to say mm-hmm. that once the university came up and the schools came up, Swami spent 70% of his time with, with and for students. And Swami would say that, Every moment I spend with you, my eye is on Loka Kalyanam. Okay. The benefit the world will have because mm-hmm. of this interaction. 
because of my spending time with you that really speaks volumes of what is the kind of responsibility and i won't say expectation because you know there's something very beautiful it was kind of a very emotional statement which swami made mm-hmm. possibly in one of his last visits to kodaikanal okay i'm not sure whether it's 2009 or the earlier year mm-hmm. Swami is speaking and he says students I spend all my time thinking of what more I can do for you and I he mentions the word that I struggle to do everything for you but I want nothing in return I have no expectations once you finish your education here you go to the world and earn a good name for yourselves that's all i want nothing from you all and uh, that clip is so emotional i mean swami would sometimes say that there is no selfishness in me from the tip of the hair to the feet it's very beautiful and you know even as you're saying this let us say a student is associated with a great university one of the premier universities in the land or in the world he will always want to live up to that name correct you know so if it's an academically uh, brilliant university mm-hmm. he would like to excel in his career correct so that that will be a homage he offers to that university but here hmm. swami wanted nothing but goodness correct and that's and the what... only way you can offer any kind of reverence to that name of that university is by expressing that goodness in your life very true and i think that sense of belonging was something great which swami gifted to every student who came here correct actually just going back to his vision the last line is so beautiful our hope is that by your lives you will be shining examples of spiritual awareness you know shining examples of spiritual awareness is a personal endeavor and its beneficial consequences to the individual and society you lead an exemplary life and the society would look up to you and inculcate those values at the same time swami would often say the head of shankara right. the heart of buddha and the hands of janaka janaka being good as an individual is fine it's good but then what is your contribution to the society there is that famous story which swami mm-hmm. vivekananda would say you know somebody went to him a spiritual seeker who went up to him and said see i harm nobody and i do my meditation right from morning and i am doing prayers i am doing everything for the sake of the benefit of the world mm-hmm. and i am silently leading my life but i don't feel anybody is respecting me See when I walk on the road when I interact with people people just look down upon me mm-hmm. they don't respect me and that is kind of hurting me then uh, swami vivekananda asked him a very pragmatic and a simple question he says where do you live so he gave his particular address and he says you know the moment you come out from your house in kolkata there is a narrow street that comes to the main road he says yes so he says what is the daily routine of people that live there mm-hmm. so he started telling then there came a point where he said yes the person who collects the garbage okay a person who comes and clears the road you know by the time it's morning uh, everybody puts all the garbage house garbage in the corner on the road mm-hmm. and like how it happens in parthi many days the municipal people come and they clean away the garbage so that the road is cleared up so swami vivekananda asks him if that person who is cleaning the garbage does not come for one day what happens mm-hmm. he says the garbage doubles and if it doesn't come for 2 3 days what happens he says the whole place is stinking stinking he says your contribution to society is not even as much as that person who's cleaning the garbage <laughs> so you are sitting and praying you're doing your spiritual endeavor and you're doing but what is your contribution to society unless you contribute to society how do you expect the society to look up to you so swami says head of shankara i think it signifies knowledge and to get 
knowledge in the right perspective and the right kind of knowledge and be inspired by it. That is Shankara. And Buddha? Buddha was one who was so compassionate. There are only four scenes he saw in life. Which we see every day of our life. Correct. But those four scenes transformed him. That's true. Made him give up his princely palace. Correct. He was so compassionate. Correct. Buddha Swami says the heart of Buddha. Heart of Buddha. That which melts... Mm-hmm. when it sees pain and suffering mm-hmm. and the hands of janaka hands of janaka i have not heard anybody speak so mm-hmm. highly of janaka as swami would because janaka was a king he was an emperor mm-hmm. who was so involved in the worldly activities mm-hmm. but still his mind was always fixed in atmajnan that's what swami wants and even if you see this three people the hands of janaka the mm-hmm. heart of buddha mm-hmm. and the head of shankara mm-hmm. the line which is running through all these three yes is the self realization Correct. They all realize people. Mm. So almost Swami is saying that you know you be compassionate, mm. but let that compassion be based on the realization of yourself. Mm. You be a man of action like Janaka, mm. but mm. let your thought be always fixed on the oneness Correct. of the Brahman. Mm. You may be an intellectual like Shankara, mm. but let that intellectual learning be based on this wisdom of oneness. Somebody asked the Dalai Lama, I think, recently. Mm-hmm. He was up to date with daily happenings, and like how Swami would be as well. You know, many students who had the chance of being with Swami in Kodaikanal, or the seniors, elders who were with Swami. Right. Many times he would ask the questions about what's happening in the country, and he would participate in discussions. So that awareness of society, that awareness of what's happening in the country and in the world, is very much important. So they asked the Dalai Lama, like. See, you say that you know you are a spiritual master. Then why are you interested in all these worldly affairs? And why are you interested? He says, being detached from the world is very important. I am detached from the world. That does not mean I am not interested in the world. <laughs> How beautiful! And Swami says there is a clear difference between detachment and indifference. <laughs> exactly, being indifference is not right. So, be in the world, know about the world, do your best to help. and be exemplary right i'm going back to that example of vivekananda's advice to that young man yes it's quite similar to what hanuman tells mm-hmm. vibhishana yes when he goes to lanka Correct. there he meets this surprisingly pious brother of the evil ravana and uh, vibhishana says that see i keep chanting rama's name all the while i meditate i contemplate on him correct but why am i not part of rama's mission correct so then hanuman says mm. that you have taken the name of rama but have you done the work of rama and that is precisely what vivekananda is telling here you know exactly. we all take to spirituality mm. but are we doing god's work Correct, and I think that's what Swami made us all do. You know, you do the work, mm. but do it for Him. That's the beautiful part. If He really wanted to set up an institution where people would wear rocker robes and do spiritual sadhana all through the day, nothing stopped Him from doing that. But then, as you said, it would cater to only one section of the society, and it would not encompass. It would not invite all the students. Like there's a standard, the beautiful example of Adi Shankara's disciple Padma Pada. Right. I mean, what is knowledge when you talk of the guru himself? With one glance, he can grant it to you. The whole symbolism of Lord Dakshinamurthy <laughs> is that, with a smile, in absolute silence, the master is in his prime youth, and his disciples are old sages. <laughs> I mean, with years and decades of living and experience, they are still having doubts, and they approach the master who is ever youthful. Lord Dakshinamurthy, and with a smile, with a glance, he answers their questions. So, I mean, knowledge as such can just be granted in the split of a second. Absolutely, if the guru wants. You know, it just takes me back to that one incident Rangrajan has narrated in his talk in the mandir, mm-hmm. where he says there was one boy who came to Swami's university, mm-hmm. and he was a true seeker. 
okay you know he came to swami's university because he wanted to attain something you know in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. so ever since he joined he would mm-hmm. go around asking everybody how do i get self realized and the beautiful thing about swami's presence you know the institution swami is built around is there might be so many people who are actually progressing towards that goal even without their own knowledge that's very true mm. and so he didn't really find anybody who could tell him concretely yes i've attained it mm. you can do this because everybody is just doing what swami has given them Correct. and they know that they will reach the goal at some point in time so this boy was wondering you know whom to ask and it so happened that one day in the mandir and you know the decorum in the mandir we cannot get up and speak to swami unless swami permits Correct. and you cannot speak loudly mm. and there are so many other things which you know it's not forced mm. but you just learn it by exactly spending some time there but this boy was so uh, eager and restless mm-hmm. when swami was going past he literally got up and he said swami i want self realization okay he shouted out loud mm. and everybody was shocked and they were you know wondering mm. how to handle the situation mm-hmm. and swami turned back mm. and very very firmly said mm. i will give you because here was a god who had the authority to say that i will give you <laughs> self realization amazing amazing and i think he had the key in his hand <laughs> that was a beautiful thing and reminded of how in the initial days you know before the university came into being mm. when uh, the college at brindavan was affiliated to bangalore, bangalore university, university and the one here at parthi was affiliated to the uh, krishnadevaraya uh, yes, university yes. in anantapur correct similarly the anantapur campus correct in those days actually the college was not free there was a very nominal fee which was being collected okay and then mm. one of the university staff described to me the day and swami literally burst out of the interview room mm-hmm. and declared with so much glee mm. that henceforth education will be free in our college oh you think possibly that's after the university came into yeah maybe i think uh-huh. just when the transformation was happening okay. it must have been around that time okay so swami very happily broke out and said <laughs> henceforth education will be free in our college wow and the next thing swami addressed was swami looked at all the staff and said don't worry i will not take free <laughs> service from you i will pay you your salary That's because i'm sure that there might have been some people who are concerned about that mm. because there are people who want to serve swami but have there are needs own. you have to take care of them also so immediately swami said don't worry i will <laughs> pay you salaries it's not like i'm going to take free service from you okay and then swami said this very very important thing mm-hmm. the very essence of free education mm-hmm. which swami started okay and swami said if we take money from them mm. we have to give them what they want <laughs> if we give it free mm. we can give them what is supposed to be given to them wow <laughs> but that's so true because if you think of it how many of us know what we actually want Absolutely. do we actually know what we want and in this entire life which is actually a pursuit of happiness we think that a certain amount of knowledge is what is going to give me lasting happiness we think that being this doing a creative something in music something in art is what is going to give me everlasting happiness but we really don't know and it's like a mother just doing what's good for the child it's so beautiful it's really amazing absolutely that apart that swami was a spiritual teacher in essence mm-hmm. but as an institution builder correct i think he had so many lessons which he was giving to the humanity correct in fact i'm reminded when swami inaugurated the arts and science college in brindavan mm-hmm. Professor Gokak who later became the first vice chancellor of the university mm. he was the vice chancellor of the Bangalore university then okay so he was invited as one of the guests correct and when he spoke you know i just noted mm. down that sentence which he says mm-hmm. brick by brick mm. plank by plank swami has attended to every detail pa. it is a lesson for all who seek to do sincere loving service you know when i spoke to certain old devotees mm-hmm. who were actually present when the anantapur college was being built mm-hmm. they say it's just amazing and you cannot imagine the amount of involvement that swami had 
when the Anantapur College was being built. He would literally drive down from Parthi every day <laughs> and go there. And you know the roads. I don't think were as good as they are today. And today it takes about two hours by bus if you want to go. If Swami's car, think of it as two hours in those days with bad roads and all that. And as the opening date came in, Swami started staying there mm-hmm. because he was literally supervising it brick by brick. And some of the devotees were recalling how there was nothing available in Anantapur. They had to get plates. tumblers for the students when they would join every item had to be got from either madras or bangalore or it had to be flown in from mumbai and there is a great lesson in this krishna always says name parthasti kartavyam trishulokeshu kinchana nanam aptam amaptavyam parte vacha karmani that means in all the three worlds put together i have no task that i need to perform i am not bound by any action i am not bound by any karma but yet i perform action yet i do what i do so that men learn from this example and his involvement was so complete to the last detail and uh, i remember they were mentioning how the auditorium was built but nowhere around they could get a curtain that was as big to fit the auditorium <laughs> so especially the cloth was ordered from mumbai the tailors were flown in from mumbai they came <laughs> and they did the measurements and fixing the curtain his involvement was so complete that how the curtain would open in what way it would open up and then one of those rare occasions much later a couple of years back we had actually gone to the anantapur campus to document the opening of a new section there and we got the chance to actually visit swami's room okay swami's room is in the college building and there is a very beautiful balcony and we were told that swami would stand on that balcony and he would wave to the students and devotees as they would go in the nagar sankirtan so we all were naturally very eager to see swami's room and when we actually went there i was in tears because even the entrance into swami's room was so small and swami with swami's physical stature he was quite short but even he had to bend in and get into the room <laughs> and there were just two small rooms very small rooms in the first room there was a table on which there was a pad in fact they still had the pen and the letter head which swami had used and in the next room there was a bed for swami that's it and the teachers were saying that he would never be in the room only <laughs> at night he would be in the room because most of the time he was just going round and round and seeing the simplicity of the whole thing it's just amazing he was never fussy about what are the arrangements made for me where will i stay what will i have eat because he really never got his energy from the food that everybody knows every step is an example you know, even as you talk about the details surprisingly this morning we had a conversation about the planetarium how okay. it came up and even there this was emphasized you know how much swami went into the detail of what software has to be bought what system has to be bought okay once i think you must be aware we spoke to venkata chalam sir of the senior boys hostel mm-hmm. and when he was taken to the hostel as an employee swami took him to take care of the eighth standard boys okay because as we had discussed last time mm-hmm. the hostel started with the eighth standard and went on till the till research the research college. college correct and these eighth standard boys came from the care of the primary school correct and landed up in the hostel so swami wanted somebody who would take care only of the eighth standard class oh, okay. to help them in their transition oh. so he said the day when swami uh, told him to join the hostel mm. in the ladies section of the mandir mm-hmm. swami was just walking for darshan swami called sir and for 45 minutes mm-hmm. swami stood there mm. and spoke to him and mm. he said anybody else who had seen that scene mm. 
might have thought that Swami is giving some great uh, revelation of some Upanishad or <laughs> some great spiritual discourse there. <laughs> But Swami was telling him <laughs> about the towels, about the socks, <laughs> how many times the towel has to be washed <laughs> in a month, about the bed sheets, the pillow covers, Amazing. and what food has to be given, <laughs> about cutting their hair. <laughs> That <laughs> was Swami's involvement. I mean, Swami is the Chancellor of the University and uh, as you were mentioning, what is the role of a Chancellor in a University? Right, you know, mm. when we had uh, the 25th year of the University, mm-hmm. we were making the commemorative building which still stands there as part of the indoor stadium. Correct. Another amazing thing which Swami has mm-hmm. given to students, mm. that we thought of making short documentaries on each aspect of the University. Correct. So, we thought we will have one documentary mm-hmm. which talks of swami as the chancellor okay there was one about the sports meet one about the swami and students relationship mm-hmm. we wanted one about swami as the chancellor mm-hmm. so you know we went to the registrar of the university and we asked him sir what is the legal role of a chancellor in a university okay, okay we wanted that you know okay. what is the ugc say that mm. this is the role the chancellor has to play okay so he went to the university grants commission website mm. and he downloaded it mm. it was only one sentence mm-hmm. and it said mm. the chancellor is a ceremonial head Okay. Who, if present, mm-hmm. would preside over the convocation? Oh. <laughs> and you know, we were so moved by it. And you know, just beside the registrar's block, there, there mm-hmm. is a chancellor's room. You know, in the administrative block of the university. Correct. We were so thrilled. We went and shot that empty room. Mm. And in the documentary, I still remember we said, "This is the chancellor's room, and mm. this is that wonderful throne of his place there." Mm. And the beautiful thing is, it's empty throughout the year. That's true. And <laughs> the next scene we showed, Swami is there with the students because this <laughs> chancellor would never sit. in his chamber you would always move around with the students and i think he just that redefined that role i think as per the government mostly their governors are chancellors right. of the universities uh, so i would say as we were discussing in the beginning of this conversation there have been institutes there have been universities set up for excellence in a particular field but swami brought all that together and the driving force was love and i think that's a totally new dimension and that is why many many committees have come mm-hmm. and they've spoken about you know recreating the structure recreating this institution and i remember when we had the vice chancellors conference mm-hmm. one of the vice chancellors who spoke clearly he said that we cannot create a university like this correct and then he went on to say swami but we can do it mm-hmm. under one condition mm-hmm. he said if you were to create 200 swamis swamis <laughs> and if there was one swami for each university we can create universities like this that's true in a sense and so saprakash we'll take a break in this because yeah. you spoke of love and you spoke of how that is what transformed this whole setup correct so before we get into that discussion i'll just like to take a break and uh, play one song from prema pravaham oh lovely that beautiful song which celebrates swami as the guru Oh fantastic I'd like to play the song and at the other side of the song we'll continue this wonderful sure, discussion sure. समता ममता नवतला विवेक 
Yes, Arvakash, as you pointed out, it's not the Guru song of Prima Pravaham. Yeah, there's a beautiful song, Guru Brahmanive, and um, as is a part of the Prema Pravaham series. And when it was actually presented uh, on the 85th birthday in the Hillview Stadium, when um, the Alap was being sung, Swami was very moved and um, you could see how Swami was totally involved. Whatever said and done, you know, the education institutions have been something closest to his heart. Absolutely. And... Guru Brahma Nive Param Jyoti Nive. But this song, nevertheless, it gives an outline of all his missions. So, getting back to where we had stopped, 
I think, as you said, his involvement in every aspect of building the university or the institutions, literally brick by brick, had so many lessons for each and every one of us. This is the way, as you said, Gokak sir rightly said, if anybody wants to build an institution, this is how it has to be. Done. And that is true. You know, every institution which has stood the test of time was built around one person who was completely inspired. Correct. And who is stuck to his principles. Correct. And you know, talking of the love aspect of Mm-hmm. Swami's institution. I'm reminded of what one of the school teachers had to say. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these uh, board exams, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the rule that CBSE has said that you should have external examiners. Correct. When students write board exams, either Correct. you go to a different school and write your exam, mm-hmm. or you have an external examiner. And because there were no CBSE schools nearby, the mm-hmm. CBSE had granted the permission that you can have certified examiners who will come and you know oversee the examinations, invigilate yes. yeah. as the students give the exams. Correct. So it so happened that there was one very strict examiner who came and he uh, literally wanted to make sure that nobody was indulging any malpractice. Mm -hmm. But when he came here, he was totally surprised because the students were hardly even tensed. Correct. And nobody was even inclined to see what the other boy was writing or wanting some help from. And in fact, that examiner had even been through schools Mm. where the school authorities themselves would try to influence the examiner, the invigilator and all. Mm -hmm. But here he found that, you know, there was no need for an examiner. He Mm. could actually as well walk out. So even as he was walking by the students' Mm. desks and they were writing exam, he told one of the boys, you all boys seem to be very well-mannered and it looks like all of you are very God-fearing people. Mm -hmm. And immediately the boy looked up and said, no, sir, one small correction. Mm. We are God-loving people. Wow. (laughs) And I think that is what Swami brought into the whole system. When Swami says Devapriti, Papabhiti and Sanganiti, Swami said Devapriti first. That love for love God, God will create fear of sin. And that sin is actually losing the love or displeasing God. Displeasing. And Sanganiti also you do it because this pleases Oh, How beautiful, you know, talking of exams and talking of Swami and very beautiful, you know, memory comes to my mind. When we were in our 10th standard, mm-hmm. so, you know, that's the year of the board exam. Right. Yes, we were studying, we were uh, working hard, doing pre-finals and all that. But what was really in our hearts was that Swami should give us an interview as a class. So we were wondering how to catch Swami's attention. We tried uh, sending letters, we tried asking, but somehow Swami was not responding to that. And just a common thought amongst everybody that, you know, what is it that Swami likes the most? Two things which Swami really liked would often say is talk less, have less contacts. Absolutely. And uh, for us in school, um, that was directly translated into keeping silence or keeping maunam as we would call it. And um, so we all thought when Swami has been harping on this and insisting that these are the two things, let us try it out as a class. And you won't believe it, it was a spontaneous decision. And the whole class kept absolute silence on that day. They kept Maunam. It was a Tuesday, I remember. Surprisingly enough, you know, generally at the end of one period and when the next, after the bell, there's a lot of commotion right. in the class. <laughs> Students are relaxing and all that. And when the next teacher comes again, the noise settles down. But since everybody was keeping silence, the class was absolutely silent and nobody moved out from their chair. And surprisingly enough, every teacher who entered the classroom that day was so inspired. We had Parayanam literally throughout the day. Every teacher came and he was so inspired and he spoke about Swami. It was such a beautiful thing. And sure enough, none of us had written any letters to Swami saying that Swami, we have decided to do this because it was a decision just the previous night. And the next day, everybody was silent. Swami mentioned it to one of the teachers who was staying with Swami there in Mm -hmm. the Punichandra hall. Swami came and told, see my 10th class boys, all of them have kept silence today. (laughs) 
and it just touched swami's heart and sure enough we got that most <laughs> awaited interview and it was a very beautiful thing because you know i remember previous day swami said see tomorrow morning i will come little early so all of you also come little early mm-hmm. obviously he is coming early because he wants to spend more time with us generally he would come 7:15 7:20 for darshan right. but swami came out at 6:35 or 6:40 mm-hmm. and it was still dark and we could hear the birds chirping and i can see even all the lights on the veranda are not on i'm trying to get the mental picture this was way back in 93 you know then you had just a few chandeliers on and swami came for darshan and very quickly finished the darshan and then as he came and stood near the interview room he said boys go in <laughs> and we all had decided that you know generally when swami calls students they rush and they push and they hit the interview room door and sometimes it's not very pleasant to look at okay so we thought let us not rush let us go in the way our names are in the attendance register <laughs> so let us go in a disciplined manner after all that's what swami likes <laughs> So since it was a unanimous decision and everybody agreed wholeheartedly mm-hmm. Swami was so thrilled you know he was standing there and he was patting each one's back go ra go 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 he was standing <laughs> and patting each one's back then we went inside and then uh, I remember very clearly it was still very calm in the morning time Swami asked the first question what is the purpose of life my god and uh, the person who was translating one of the school teachers was you know fully excited and very happy and he asked the question very loud so he said hey don't speak so loudly soft soft speak mm-hmm. soft all are in this small room then he went on to very beautifully explain what is the purpose of life for a 10th class student and you know in the course of the interview somebody had brought this groundnut pakodas mm-hmm. and uh, swami took this what is this pakoda what is it made up of swami this this salt also this also that also swami was telling all the ingredients just held it in his fist and blew it three times mm-hmm. and then it became the kohinoor diamond wow <laughs> swami showed it to everybody mm-hmm. said see this is the kohinoor diamond worth lakhs and lakhs and lakhs and lakhs of rupees but obviously we all were you know totally spellbound but you we are looking at swami and he went around showing it to everybody then again he blew it back and made it pakoda <laughs> <laughs> and then he distributed that kohinoor pakoda if i would call it but what i'm trying to drive here is every act of the students everything came from the source that we wanted to please swami beat academic excellence beat sports beat cultural activities beat a uh, spiritual way of life anything students always did it to please swami you know talking of doing things to please swami <laughs> reminded of an incident where you know one of the alumnus mm-hmm. shared with us mm-hmm. he had joined for the mba course and apparently he was not the academic kind correct <laughs> i think some of his teachers came and told swami that swami this boy is not studying well enough and swami called this boy inside the interview room one day mm-hmm. and he said how much marks did you get mm. so then he said swami i told you i'm not interested in studies <laughs> you wanted me to do an mba swami i'm not able to mm. get better marks than this and swami suddenly became very quiet mm-hmm. swami asked him will you do one thing for me mm. if i ask you will you mm. give me one thing so the boy felt very moved and you know he felt why should swami ask like this mm. he said swami command i will do anything for you correct and swami said see i always say i don't want marks mm. just make sure that you don't get remarks correct but for once i'm telling you mm. i want marks okay <laughs> so he said i want marks will you give me marks wow <laughs> that boy with all that confidence he said swami 
you see my marks next semester wow. and needless to say he outperformed himself and swami was the first person who was so thrilled even before the results were mm-hmm. released for the students swami used to go through the results there is another thing every time the results come the control mm-hmm. of examination used to go to swami mm-hmm. and unless swami goes through them mm-hmm. and gives him the permission to release them he never used to release wow. till the very end that used to be the practice mm-hmm. and you know swami came out <laughs> and very very happily announced that this boy has done so well in his exams in fact swami went around telling that he has got first rank that's how happy swami was i mean that looks like the chancellor side of swami <laughs> but that was true in every aspect he right. would always prod the students to excel in any field i mean just think of the whole situation when swami had three colleges and he wanted to start a university it's a incident of common knowledge that you know when in the discourse swami was announcing and the person who was translating swami's discourse was himself a distinguished scientist and a head of an education institution dr bhagwantham was there and swami said i am going to start a university so he translated it as a college <laughs> swami said no university and no <laughs> one of my classmates father was a collector in those days okay. in one of the districts nearby mm. so he was brought to swami by a devotee another mm-hmm. collector mm. he apparently brought him and introduced him to swami mm-hmm. that was the first visit and swami okay. had called them for an interview and that was a time when swami was contemplating this university mm. idea and so everybody who would come swami would excitedly tell that i'm going to create mm. a three campus university so swami went on to tell that even to this person mm-hmm. and then uh, this person said no swami that's not possible mm. and he quoted some rules of the UGC then there were some technical uh, glitches and then he said there's no way that you can make a university mm. and swami kind of you know uh, chris fall and swami said is it so mm. and swami said but i've already thought of it <laughs> what do we do now it's already occurred to me <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's history that you know today he still comes mm. this collector who told swami that it's mm. not possible he still comes as a devotee and he sits in the mandir Swami says, "Vajra Sankalpa, what can I do? It has occurred to me. You will have to change all the rules now." <laughs> That's true because Swami said, "You know the difference between an avatar and others. Like suppose we get an idea, then we have to think whether it's possible, not possible. For God, it's instantaneous. The moment the sankalpa is made, it is done." rest of it is he just involves in getting it done <laughs> i mean and of course one of the common things which we always discuss about is music correct the main reward was to sing mm. in front of swami that's true and i think so many people discovered that they could sing they had talents in music in the desire to please swami in that very true and like, i think you yourself might be yeah, one I, good I example in that i mentioned last time about learning harmonium right literally struggled and just with one aim in mind that someday i should be able to play in swami's presence and swami always rewards swami always rewards every single you know there is this signature song of the education institutions humko tumse pyar kitna right and the song i believe was composed in 93 or so i was in my 10th class and due to some unfortunate events that happened in the ashram the students were actually looked down upon by the entire world and in fact i remember we were told that you should always move out in groups Mm-hmm. it was an announcement in the hostel don't go out uh, one or two boys together so such a situation everybody's heart was like swami we really love you swami we love you and you know with all those feelings put together this song was written humko tumse pyar kitna and ever since whenever it's sung it echoes the feelings of everybody you know i remember when this song would be sung sometimes he would stand on the veranda and with his finger indicate kitna lao itna lao itna lao itna lao but um, there was something very interesting i heard from 
one of the teachers who was involved in actually tuning the song mm-hmm. it was almost like on the fly tuning okay because they had to call the students they had to teach the song and it had to be sung in a couple of days so it was almost like okay this song these are the lines okay this is the tune move let's go <laughs> okay. and let us teach the students so in that the first line humko tumse pyar kitna means how much love we have for you yeah swami said that is not correct that is a question Mm-hmm. If there is a question, there is a doubt. It should be humko tumse pyar itna means this much love we have this for you. This much, sahi tum hi jante. Only you alone know how much, how much love we have love for, we have for you. you. Isn't that amazing? It's a lovely song, and I think uh, it's a good time to play that song too. Okay, <laughs> we'll that play that song. Lovely. And there are so many things which would follow from this song. I feel so. We'll continue after this song. Sun lo. दिल की पुकार सुन लो
song i still remember you know when we were having a gratitude program okay we kept this as a last song mm-hmm. the moment the song was sung no some said our program has come to an end <laughs> it is almost like nothing is complete without singing this song. song how beautiful it was the feelings of all the students and um, the day that moment i cannot remove it from my memory because when actually swami left us physically and on that day when these songs were being sung Oh my god even just thinking of it i have tears in my eyes like the intensity with which it was almost like a language with which we spoke to swami this was our language it was a language of the heart i still remember you know whenever we sang these songs saying that swami we cannot live without you mm-hmm. we cannot be without you mm-hmm. swami acknowledged it correct if we were not true with these feelings you mm-hmm. know we all have our own uh, drawbacks Mm. But if there was no truth in these feelings, mm. Swami would not have acknowledged it. Swami would have outright said that, you know, Natakam or you're trying <laughs> to lie. Swami acknowledged it. And, you know, on that day when we were singing these songs mm. and uh, this thought was coming that, Swami, we are still alive. If we really meant what we sang, we're still alive. And I thought that it can only mean that you've not left us. That's very beautifully put. That's true. Nirulani majivanam, nirulani chepavedanam. It's like the fish outside water. Out of water. What words and there's really the most powerful songs. So getting back to what we were discussing, this is one area, music. There is sports, there is education. And there was a reward for everything that the students did. And Swami would always push it a little bit, push it a little bit and see what comes out. <laughs> there's a very humorous thing that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. those days it was top secret the teachers and the wardens of different campuses would come and swami would call them separately privately and they would discuss with swami what are the items they were preparing for the sports meet okay 
and this was top secret and i think in many cases even the vice chancellor did not know so each campus had a one to one with swami and swami would kind of bless the events and then they would go back and practice and come for the final day so on one of those days i remember it was in my school days we had teachers and the warden from the brindavan campus who went into the interview they had a long interview possibly an hour or so and there was a lot of talking going around outside we were thinking oh they are discussing about sports meet <laughs> what items they would be doing because there is this dare devilry you have the bikes you have every item students excel themselves because they are offering it to swami and that hesitation that fear is not there because we you know swami will take care <laughs> so after the interview was over it was supposed to be all a hush hush and very secretive first thing swami came out boys do you know what brindavan boys are doing <laughs> you should have seen that brindavan teachers they said swami just now you agreed you want to tell <laughs> that kind of a look swami you just now agreed you want anybody how beautiful there's a lesson in everything but that swami does swami said see i'll tell you what they're doing the boys are going to come in helicopter from the helicopter they will come landing mm-hmm. and they will land on top of the hill and from there hill climbing they will show and they'll come climbing down the hill and all that so we're thinking wow from where they're getting helicopters and how they are going to do that and we all were imagining so finally what actually turned out on that day was boys wanted to demonstrate different aspects of hill climbing okay so that was the actual program and that's what actually happened on january 11th but swami brought in all the helicopter bit and swami brought in a lot of other things just to inspire the, the party campus <laughs> it says what are you people doing and the sports meet is so beautiful because he is the confident before the actual program and every campus goes and takes his blessings he knows everything and yet he comes for every practice session with so much of interest and involvement as if he's seeing it for the first time then again on the final day he is the host and the chief guest i mean how many roles talking about sports meet you know like i was mentioning that swami always pushes each one to this year was 99 mm-hmm. and uh, we were in our third year undergraduate okay. in brindavan campus and swami was actually that year saying let us not have a sports meet right the 99 sports meet was that swami fell well very coming true. on the chariot see what actually happened on january 11th was that swami was coming on the chariot standing and giving and it just happened so quick because we were all ready for the march past to begin suddenly uh, there was a shake in the chariot and swami had fallen down in the chariot but in an instant he was up again mm. and seeing his smiling face seeing him blessing everybody thought it was fine but you know in between the programs swami would often go to the restroom and come back which he had never done before and he in spite of that came down and took photographs with all the students that year later on the shankaranti day he had warden sir announce and then swami himself spoke about it he said there was a deep cut in his leg and he said that if he had not taken it upon himself there would have been a very disastrous consequence on some right. of the students lives on that uh, event so swami had specifically said don't do items which involved a lot of devil devilry and a lot of risk yes the items were a bit toned down on that year and we were wondering what we should do mm-hmm. then myself and couple of us who are very good in art and painting mm-hmm. we decided let us do something which is grand and big although we didn't really have much time we started on a huge project where there is a scene of the geetopadesham 
and Krishna is giving the Gita Upadesha to Arjuna and it was connected in a way to the program and the presentation and in the cosmos we actually painted Lord Vishnu okay Lord Vishnu in the cosmic form mm-hmm. this painting was particularly hard to do because it was 18 feet by 18 feet mm-hmm. it was divided into 8 by 4 the standard size of the cardboard and we didn't even have place to put the entire thing together to see how it looked so we were putting four planks together painting that portion on it then adding four more planks and really we did a lot of hard work actually myself and madhusudan rao naidu we were the only two who were doing the main artwork there okay. were others who were helping us right. and uh, this was oil painting so we really bent backwards but nevertheless you know when it finally came to parthi somebody suggested there is lord vishnu there is geetopadesham but what is unique unless you uh, indicate that it's as a link with swami so in a very mild way i had given an outline of swami Okay. In the heart of the cosmic Vishnu, mm-hmm. and very beautifully, the picture that was selected, Swami is looking directly at Arjuna from there, mm-hmm. and we thought it would just go unnoticed, uh, but it is there. Mm. But the first thing Swami noticed on the stage, he went and told the VIPs and others, "See, Swami is also there." <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a very beautiful thing. Uh, it came out well, and then finally it was shifted to the Kulvant Hall. and where there is the rama lakshmana sita statue right now right opposite the samadhi as mm-hmm. of today mm-hmm. there the whole thing was made to stand it was 18 feet by 18 feet we brought the lnt structures and made this whole painting stand there so there was this one day when the parthi campus boys had gone to the college and brindavan campus boys remained because they would go in the afternoon so that day morning darshan swami came stood on the veranda and he saw this painting through the gap you know there was that arch where ganesha was right. kept and looking at uh, this painting and he said it has come out very well <laughs> who are the boys who did it then the warden sir looked around and we were nearby myself and madhusudan so swami said swami these are the boys who did it swami said i know i know i know then swami said something which was so you know i mean it's just like echoing our feelings swami said only i know how much they have worked <laughs> i know how difficult it is and they also want that swami should be happy they have done it only for swami that's all when we heard that just moved to tears how beautifully swami presented only i know and in every aspect i would say swami has proven that even when we joined radio sai and swami says that is not a work which everybody can do it's like somebody who knows what the work is who is sitting with you and actually going through with you that's the kind of uh, confidence and that's the kind of feeling that swami knows everything that you have done and there is a reward for every action that you do for so that love that spontaneity with which we did for swami i mean that is the essence of all education here and you're talking about swami knows what you're going through one thing is swami set up this situation and you know the whole structure mm-hmm. where one could express his love for swami mm. but all through swami pointed out in his vision statement mm-hmm. his goal was self knowledge correct and he never missed an opportunity to push that and on many many occasions mm-hmm. dr gangadhar shastri sadhu the head of the political science department mm. in the university he used mm. to say in the earlier days before the university came up they used to have classes in the ishwarama school yes and he says that one day when he was taking a class swami mm-hmm. walked in mm-hmm. and he was teaching about uh, liberty mm-hmm. it's a very popular concept in political science he was talking mm-hmm. about liberty swami just attended that class for a while okay. and then swami said 
it's nice you're taking class nicely he said even as you teach liberty mm. also teach about liberation wow <laughs> so he <Swami> walked out <laughs> amazing and i think that was always you know swami pushed that and the other thing which swami did was mm. swami gifted his students faith i feel that was something which he did and that was one of the greatest gifts swami gave correct and talking of that you know i'm reminded of one of the alumni shared with us mm-hmm. mr bharat dat mm-hmm. when we had a conversation with him he said though his parents were very devoted to swami and they were very keen that he study here he was also wanting to study in swami's college mm-hmm. and he loved to be in swami's presence but somewhere in the back of his mind he thought all said and done mm. can swami be god <laughs> can you look at swami as god mm-hmm. So you know this was kind of nagging him but he never shared it with anybody. Mm-hmm. So he said one day Swami called his entire family for an interview. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the interview Swami asked his parents to go mm-hmm. and told him to stay. Mm-hmm. So he stayed back he was happy for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And Swami point blank told him tum sochta hai mm-hmm. Swami god nahi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know in his typical Hindi so he said you think that Swami mm-hmm. is not god. Mm-hmm. and immediately he said no no swami it's nothing <laughs> like that i don't think like that mm. no you don't have the faith that i'm god mm. okay and then swami asked him mm. about some incident which mm. happened during his school days wow. before he came to swami mm. and some particular date and swami gave the references mm. and uh, he said no swami i must have been in the school or something like that mm. and that time swami materialized a picture oh of him standing behind a bush oh. and smoking he just oh wanted to try it out he and his friend Oh my god. <laughs> and he said that was the moment. Mm. You know when he realized because when a situation like that happens mm. the first thing which happens to you is you recollect all the beautiful things beautiful interactions you had before that. Correct. And that moment when you know that here is a person who knows all your flaws who knows you in and out. Correct. But still can love you for everything. Wow. You know he said that was the moment when he said and that I feel some is given to almost every student who comes here. at some point some people might not be when they were students but some point i think that is the greatest gift swami gave and as swami said you know that self confidence comes out of that faith correct and that forms the basis for everything correct. to follow self confidence he would say is confidence in the self in the self he <laughs> say you don't identify yourself with the body you are the self so confidence in the self is what is self confidence and so you know just thinking of our school days and thinking of all the things that happened swami has always said that students are my property and he has given so much to his students sometimes we wonder whether are we really living up to it but then again it's time and when the time is right i think swami will just turn that key in the heart of every student and possibly they would be even leaders of this nation like swami has often said we all know about the 1976 when swami materialized the medallion, medallion. and then swami said 18 centers i mean it's not without reason it's bound to happen you know thinking about this i'm just reminded of something which happened in kodaikanal that faith you know you were talking about faith and swami every discourse of his he always brought in patriotism right he was always saying that you should be a patriotic person you should love your country four matas that swami says this is an incident which happened in 99 when we were in kodaikanal and swami was talking and then at that time politically the country was facing a lot of challenge so swami was narrating that and then swami said see i have won the prime minister i have told him that there will be problems there will be difficulties but don't give any public statement ek tufaan aata hai swami has told him ek tufaan aata hai don't give any public so 
he followed swami's words and he didn't give any public statement so this whole conversation started when an elder in kodaikanal he said swami there is a lot of political upheaval what is happening to this country and then swami said see i have already warned him he will not give any public statement then he made one of the most powerful statements you know because we were sitting right around swami and he said look here i allowed this to happen because it is good for this country and then he closed his fist and just showed it to all of us and he says the future of this country is in my hands what i allow will happen to this country and at that moment you know as you said we realized in whose presence we were and when swami says that my students will lead will come we cannot even comprehend in what way it will happen what did swami mean what does swami mean if he says yes there will be leaders of the future they will be but how he will turn the key how he will make things happen we can never imagine i think only the thing which is in our hands is to be ready absolutely just to be ready <laughs> that's what i like what swami says get a good name for yourselves and be ready in what way swami will use swami does not need anybody so as swami says be like the flute totally hollow and be an instrument in my hands amazing saprakash i think we had a lovely time recollecting some of these things and every time i you know sit down and recollect some of these things what strikes me is how much more is unexplored exactly you know <laughs> how many people have such treasures still to be spoken of every people every student we meet every devotee we meet mm-hmm. when they open up so much more i mean we can go on talking i'm reminded mm-hmm. you spoke of bharat bhagividata we started mm-hmm. with tagore tagore wrote bharat bhagividata correct and it said that came munshi when he saw swami he mm-hmm. was a person who wanted to resurrect indian culture mm-hmm. he started the bharati vidya bhavan and all mm-hmm. that and he said when he saw swami mm-hmm. i feel assured that my country is safe wow he said now i can rest in peace yes. and there are so many dimensions to swami and we just hope that as we go on we are able to recollect and for our academic use document as much as possible True. and so let us thank swami for this opportunity swami we offer the humble effort of us at your lotus feet sir prakash thank you for joining me thank you prem and it's really wonderful and you know thinking of all these episodes and incidents and the lessons that swami taught us sometimes it just makes you wonder how much more is there to grow i'm sure with his grace we will rise up that is also in his hands who has to stay who has to do when they have to do everything is in his hands we just pray that swami let it happen through us in spite of ourselves <laughs> i think that's the prayer we should end with absolutely so dear listeners this is prem from team radio sign with me is aiprakash we thank you for your company and thanking swami for this opportunity we conclude this afternoon satsang sai ram You just heard an episode of our radio series Afternoon Satsang. This is a live discussion between Radio Sai's Prem and Arvind on different spiritual topics and today's episode was first featured as part of Radio Sai's Thursday live at 12:30 p.m. on April 18th, 2013. You can mail us your comments and feedback to listener@radiosai.org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prashant Nilayam.